Hey guys, welcome back to the Rooted in Jesus podcast. I'm here today with Abby and I'm so happy to have her. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about her blog, her books that she's written and all that good stuff. I guess for the first thing that I want to ask her on the podcast today is to share a little bit about herself and to share a little bit of her testimony. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Abby Rose. I'm 18, almost 19 years old. I am an author, a blogger, and a follower of Christ. A little bit about my testimony is I've grown up in church my whole life, but it wasn't until I was about 14 years old that I started my relationship with Christ. During that time, I was entering high school. And through my junior high years, I had really dealt with a lot of insecurity, whether that have been body image or friendships. And during this time, I had really come to a point where I realized that I needed to get serious about my passions and serious about my purpose in life. And so about this time, uh, I started just really dipping diving into God's word. And I saw a transformation take place as I began to live out his purpose for my life and really just begin that relationship with the Lord. Because once you begin that relationship, you watch as your entire life changes and your entire life transforms. So really my testimony isn't, you know, a huge extravagant one, but it's just simply God met me where I was and my life has been changed because of my relationship with him. And that's good. And it's also a good reminder to other people that you don't have to have some crazy testimony to be used by God. You just have to be willing to be used by God. Yes, definitely. Really cool. So she has a blog and she does social media and stuff. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, As long as I can remember, I wanted to start a blog. When I was younger, like junior high age, I didn't have social media, but the one outlet that I did have that my mom allowed was for me to go on blogs. And so I would read blogs and it was always my dream. I wanted a blog one day. So about the time that I really started pursuing that, I was in junior high still and my mom didn't feel like it was safe enough for me to be on the internet yet. So um, she said, once you get older, we'll consider it. So as these years had passed and I was finally entering high school and I started my relationship with Christ, I began to really cultivate writing as kind of just a daily passion and a daily purpose. And it started off, my mom allowed me to get social media. And so I would write these little encouragements and I thought one day, Hey, why not share them on social media? I didn't really have any other outlets. So that's really where my social media account began, where I started sharing my testimony and sharing what God was doing in my life and sharing encouragement. So when I started high school, I realized, you know, I had all of these blog posts that I was basically writing. And so I talked to my mom about starting a blog and she was like, you know, I think that you've matured enough now. And so she allowed me to start a blog. And at the time I was really good friends with this girl that I had met and we both had felt called to start a blog. So we ended up starting this blog together called Truly Beautiful. And it was just a blog to share encouragement for just girls wherever they were. And over time, God ended up leading her away from the blog and I was able to take over it completely. And so that's where you find my blog now, Truly Beautiful Ministries. And it's really just a blog, not only to share what God's doing in my life, but to encourage girls where I've been, because I know the struggles of insecurity. I know the struggles of fear. I know the struggles that 
it's like. And so I want to be able to use my story and my words and my testimony, not only on social media, but also a blog platform. And so I'm thankful that God's given me kind of both of those platforms to honor him and glorify him um, and to use those to help people who may have been in the same situations and seasons that I was in. That's really, really cool. I think the first thing that I came across was your YouTube. Then I found your blog. Then I found Instagram. (laughs) It's really cool. She does some really good posts on there that'll encourage you and uplift you. So you definitely have to check that out. And now let's talk about your books. It's really mind blowing to me. How old are you? I'm 18. And you've written one book and aren't you working on a second one? Yes, it's going to release in June, so we're getting close. That's so cool. I am not a writer, and I just (laughs) am, like, not like that when it comes to, like, blogs and stuff. That's why I do, like, videos and stuff, but that's so cool that you're 18 and about to come out with your second book. So let's talk a little bit about what those books are about. Yeah, so my first book is called A Letter for the One. It's available on Amazon, and I wrote that and published that when I was 16. And how the book was birthed was um, through a letter ministry that I had. And in that letter ministry, I was able to meet a lot of incredible girls that I would write letters to. And I noticed a reoccurring theme is that we all go through something. And Mm -hmm. so as I was writing these letters, I was thinking, you know, what could I do to further this ministry um, to encourage people who go through these different stories and not only go through them, but come out with a testimony about them. And so a letter for the one is 31 poetry letters of encouragement to different people in different seasons of life. And all the poetry letters are based off of either my story or my struggles or people that I met through the letter ministry. And so that was my first book, A Letter for the One. And then my second book, Dancing in the Deep, which is set to release in June, is my story of how I walked in victory over fear. And it's not just my story of how I walked through my season of sickness and how I learned to overcome anxiety, but it's also a journal. So for those that take it, whether they deal with anxiety themselves, or maybe it's just something in their life that is holding them back, it's really meant to be a book that they can take and they don't just read, but they apply to their lives and can kind of walk through my story um, and my victory and they can find that themselves. That is cool and I really need to read the second one (laughs) because I deal with anxiety and fear and I think we all do in some shape or form but that sounds so good and I can't wait till it comes out because I'll definitely have to pick that one up but that is so cool that you've done that and written those books. I guess we'll talk about quiet time and kind of what does that look like for you. And it is so important for us as Christians, and this podcast is to inspire young people to rise up and step into their faith and just dive into it and to just be who God has called you to be. So basically, I like to ask, people about their quiet time so hopefully it can inspire you to go deeper into your quiet time whoever you are listening what does that look like for you 
Yeah, so I think the really beautiful thing about A Quiet Time with the Lord is that I've watched it transform over so many different seasons of life. And it's not just a set method, oh, you have to do this for this amount of time every single day. But I've watched as, just depending on the season of life I'm in, the different seasons of growth. And so when I was in a super busy season of life, quiet time may have looked like not as much time in my prayer closet and more praying on the way to school. Whereas in a season of life like quarantine right now, I'm able to spend a lot more time in the word, in prayer, and not have really a timeline where I had to be in my prayer closet. But the thing about the quiet time with the Lord is it's so important because whenever you read it in the word of God, I was just reading in Proverbs this morning and it talks about how when you seek him early, you will find him. And you see throughout the Bible, whenever Jesus was on this earth, that he retreated early in the morning to a quiet place to pray. And it's very important to just set aside that quiet time with the Lord because it's there that you're able to really focus on him and focus on where you're at in your spiritual walk. And I would encourage every single person, it can seem overwhelming, I think, for people to do a quiet time because they think that you have to do this and do this. And if you do this, you might not have time for this. And whatever it may look like, just find that time, make that time. It doesn't have to look like an extravagant you know, praise session. It doesn't have to look like you diving into three chapters a day. What it needs to look like is you setting aside time, making time for the one that will fill you up. And so, you know, like I said, my quiet time has changed as far as like the model of it over the years. But the three things that really just come back to what I do is reading the word, praying and praising. And these are the three things that at the foundation of my quiet time, these are the things that I need to be doing to be growing in the Lord. Praying is so important because that's your communication with the Lord. That's where you not only bring your needs to Him, but you also sit in anticipation for Him to speak to your heart. And whenever you are in the Word of God, you are preparing yourself and clothing yourself in His Word, clothing yourself in that armor that is so needed, especially now in the world that we live in. We need the armor of God, not only for lives, but to be able to combat things and to be able to help people and lead them closer to Christ. So at the basis of it, if you are somebody who maybe is trying to and striving to start a relationship with the Lord, I would encourage you to just make time to just sit down and read a verse. You don't have to read a whole chapter. You don't have to read a whole book. Read one verse and meditate on it. Ask the Lord how he is going to reveal that in your life. Talk to God. Journal. Whatever it is, just make that time and stick to it. And I know that when I first started my quiet time with the Lord, it was super awkward because I didn't know what to do. I was just there and I was like, okay, God, this is me. This is me making an effort. Help me. Show me in what ways I need to grow. And now it's just like, it's the best part of my day because I know what ways I grow in Christ. I know what's so important. And it's really become like that daily bread, like that living water that you have to live off of. So my quiet time, you know, there isn't a model that I follow, but it is just a time that I set aside every day to come before the Lord and to sit in his presence and to allow him to renew me. That is so good. And yeah, quiet time is like a personal thing. You'll find what works for you. And your quiet time doesn't look like my quiet time. And, you know, whoever's listening's quiet time won't look like ours. It'll look different. But just start simple. And two, your quiet time doesn't always have to be of the morning. If that doesn't 
you know, go with your schedule, do what you need to do and just make sure you just set that time during the day for Jesus. What is like your favorite Bible story or like Bible verse? One of those that like inspires you or just you really love? That's hard. For my favorite Bible verse, I would definitely say 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And it says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I am such a perfectionist. And so I, for so long, felt as though my worth and my identity came in my performance. And if I didn't do good, then I was less worthy. Or if I didn't do good, then I've ruined everything. But the thing about Christ is he is so good at using our failures and our mistakes to show his strength. And I'm just reminded that it's in my weaknesses, it's in my failures, it's in my mistakes that he can be praised and glorified and that people can be drawn to his strength and so even when I make a mistake I can say you know what I'm human I'm going to make a mistake but look at how perfect look at how faithful my God is and so I just love that verse and I quote it to myself all the time because like I said perfectionism is inside of me and it's something you have to combat with the truth of God and with the word of God a Bible story I would have to say one of my favorite Bible stories is the story of the adulterous woman. And I love it just simply because it's not only a reminder of how I'm loved, but how to love. And, you know, we live in a society that is all about the image and the perfection and what Mm -hmm. people look like. And at the basis of being a Christian and at the end of the day, it comes back to love and love supersedes every good action. Love supersedes a YouTube channel. Love supersedes Mm -hmm. all of the good that we do. And if we don't have love, then it's worth nothing. And that story just hits home for me because I'm reminded just how deep the Father's love is for us, but not only for us as Christians, but how deep the Father's love is for everyone. And we're all sinners, but it can be hard to see others who may live a lifestyle that we're not used to. And it's easy to cast the first stone, not realizing that he died for them just as much as he died for me. So I just love that story as just a simple reminder of how important love is and how far love would go. That saying, we need to you know love others and not judge others for what they've done because god loves them where they're at for us to be a lot we don't need to be so judgmental in that like if we see somebody we need to be loving towards them even though they may be you know making mistakes or doing something that you don't think they should be doing but truly we all started from the same place. We were all mm-hmm. sinners and we all needed God's love and mercy. So we need to extend that to people. It was so, so great having you. Thank and you. I love doing this podcast. I hope it encouraged you guys to love others and to dig deeper into your quiet time. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I will have all her stuff linked in the description box and if you're listening on spotify you can head over to the rooted in jesus youtube channel and you can look at all the links below i'll see you in the next podcast i love you guys so so much bye